Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, And I'm so excited to share my conversation this week with Angela Simpson. She is a wife, a mom, an IAN health coach, and she's also the founder of The Gratitude Project. And she is someone who has really exemplified prioritizing what you want out of life and then going after it. And essentially, that's what our conversation is about. It's about figuring out what matters to you, what kind of life you want for yourself, what does that look like, and then coming up with a plan to make it happen and and understanding that the plan can go awry, things can change, they always do. Um, But again, coming back to that core desire for your life and what that looks like for you and getting really clear on that. So I think you're going to find this episode super beneficial, super clarifying, um, and really motivating, you know, figuring out what you want out of life, being appreciative for the life that you have now, but then going forward and creating more bliss and more happiness in your life. So enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD Supplements. Guys, I'm so excited to announce by the end of September, I will be releasing my own line of CBD supplements. And I chose this as my first foray into having a product because it works. CBDs are so close to my heart. And my whole message is one of you know, stress relief, anxiety relief, and, you know, finding what we can do through meditation, through journaling. And so I wanted to add in another tool in that toolbox for you. And I've also added in ashwagandha and green tea extract into the capsules and you can add it uh, into your smoothies or you can just take them. Um, There's no messy oil, like a lot of CBD oils out there. Um, It's really going to be a daily practice for allowing you to be less stressed and be less anxious and feel like you really can conquer the world because you can. This episode is also sponsored by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, better known as IAN. Guys, this is a school that I went to for health coaching, and honestly, I didn't even go to become a health coach. I really just wanted to learn more about health and wellness and figure out how to be healthier in my own life and help my kids be healthier and, you know, have more information to give my family members when they would ask me questions about this diet or that diet. And of course I learned all about that. Um, but I also learned so much more. I learned about having a business. I learned about marketing. I learned about, you know, really how to create a well-rounded life for myself and how to encourage others around me to do the same. So it ended up being such a transformational experience um, and it was a really beautiful experience. I'm kind of sad that I'm not still in the school. I would look forward every week to the different modules. Um, And so if this is something that kind of resonates with you, if you're kind of curious about it, you can head on over to my website. I have a sample class for IAN that you can check out. I also have a curriculum guide. Um, And if your interest is piqued uh, and you end up on a discovery call with them, just mention my name, Elizabeth Carlisle, and you will receive $1,000 off your tuition, which is an unreal deal. Um, So definitely check them out. I really can't stress how 
how wonderful the experience was and how much it changed my life. Well, hello, Angela. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Absolutely. So just to kind of give our listeners some context, why don't you start, you know, tell us about the events in your life that led you to IIN and becoming a health coach. And then from there, the whole gratitude project and that blossoming. So why don't you take us through your past? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know if we have long enough to go through all of it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Um, so when I met my husband, I was 16 and didn't really know if I wanted kids. I was kind of one of those weird people that was like, yeah, like, you know, give or take, like, I don't, you know, it doesn't really bother me. I could, I could have kids. I could not. And, you know, we got engaged when I was 22 and all of a sudden I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, I would love to have babies with this man. Mm. And back then I suffered from debilitating migraines to the point that, you know, sometimes I would lose vision. Sometimes I would lose feeling down the left side of my body. I couldn't put a sentence together. I was basically like a cripple at times. So at its very worst, I would be not able to walk, talk, see, and I would be vomiting uncontrollably. And it was Mm. pretty hectic to say the least. It was a really low time. And when we got back from being in New York, which is where we got engaged, I decided to go and see a functional medicine doctor and and finally figure out what was going on because I had taken so many medications to try and get rid of them. I had, you know, they had studied me. I I feel like I had been through the ringer, but nothing was really coming out of it. And a big part of my mind was like, it's food, it's food. (laughs) So I went to see a functional medicine doctor who took me off all medications basically had me eating protein, fruits, vegetables, and rice, um, Mm -hmm. no other grains. And, you know, my migraines didn't like suddenly disappear, but the severity and the frequency and the intensity just lessened so much through that diet change. And when I realized what food can do, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to share this with everyone. So we fell pregnant, really like a happy, beautiful pregnancy, which I wasn't expecting considering my migraines. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, as soon as I had my daughter Bo, I was like, I, I need to do something for me. And so I was Googling online one day and the Institute for Integrated Nutrition just kind of popped up and I was like, right, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And I took all of my savings from maternity leave Um, and I put them into the course. I paid for it. The, you know, the hour that I found it, it felt so right. Like I just was looking at the curriculum. I was looking at the teachers and I had been sort of doing my own independent study for probably a year or two Mm -hmm. and learning from a lot of these people online. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually properly learn and become a certified health coach. So that's how it began, I suppose, through, through my own poor health and, and wanting to share with people what, food could do, you know? That's amazing. And I love that you essentially listened to your gut. You know, you knew that that was probably causing all of your symptoms. And so many people maybe have an inkling, but they don't follow through. Like the fact that you made the appointment with the functional doctor and then you followed through. I mean, that says a lot about your connection to your intuition. Totally. And it's something that strengthens. I think that I didn't have that as a teenager because I was so caught up in 
you know, partying and (laughs) working and doing all the things you do when you're young. But as you get older, a part of you really, really knows that to live a long and healthy life, you need to start listening and tapping in. And it only comes with practice, right? Right. And then I think too, I mean, it just gets to a point where you don't want to feel bad anymore. You don't want to live with, you know, symptoms that you know you could live without. So yeah, it's kind of a culmination of all those things. I think the older that you get, um, but diving in, like, what do you think, how do you think people get it wrong with food and nutrition? What's the main thing holding people back from optimal health? I, I look for me, I think the main thing is people listen to other people and not to their own bodies. Mm. So, you know, as we learn at integrative nutrition, we know that one person's food and medicine can be another person's poison. So, you know, when I was probably about three or four years ago, I had a real crazy intolerance to cauliflower, which is so random, but like I would eat it, I would get bloated, I would feel sick, my digestion would get really sluggish. And that to me was sort of like a poison. But of course, every single health food book or chef was like, no, this is good. But when you start listening to, okay, when I eat something, what feels good and what feels bad in my body, I think it's way more effective than reading a diet book or, you know, listening to what someone else says. And there's, of course, this like wave of, you know, Instagram health food junkies who are vegan Mm -hmm. or paleo or fruitarians or, you know, they only eat food grown in May. I don't know. There's all these crazy (laughs) things. And it's like everyone's listening to someone else instead of listening to their body. And I think that if we just brought it back to the simplicity of whole foods and know that if it came from the earth, it's, it's probably good. But then as well, being open to the fact that maybe you don't tolerate certain foods the way other people do. And that might be meat, that might be gluten, that might be dairy, but it also might be like, you know, carrots and cabbage yeah. and kale. You just don't know. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because, you know, I've known people who, you know, can't eat onions because it, it makes yeah. their skin just go haywire. And for me, I did really well with a vegan lifestyle for like three or four months. And then I found that I was really sluggish and wanted to incorporate eggs again into my diet. And so it was really just, like you said, like fine tuning, seeing what feels good, seeing what doesn't. And again, sometimes taking out certain foods during certain times of the year might feel better for you. You know, fasting might feel better for you for a little bit. Like, it's so interesting to me. Like it's fascinating. Um, the, the relationship between food and what we eat and the seasons and everything like that. Like it's, Mm. it's more complex, but also simple than people think. Totally. And, And like you said, you know, I've been vegan before, but when I was pregnant, I was like, I cannot be vegan for me. It just didn't work. And For some people, they thrive, you know, with vegan pregnancies, but I didn't. And if you are so strict in like, okay, I've got to be this way and you don't listen to the the signals that your body is giving, then, you know, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and it's going to get frustrating wondering why it's not working or not feeling good. But yeah, you got to listen to the signs. And you're right, different times of year too. Like it's winter here, but it's it's starting to get warmer. And I'm like, okay, now I can start having smoothies again. Mm -hmm. Whereas when it's freezing cold winter, I'm not having a green smoothie. Right. It's the last thing that you want. I can totally yeah. that. Absolutely. So what's the most common reason that people connect with you to work with you? I think because of the name of my business, um, the gratitude project, I do tend to attract a lot of people. And luckily those type of people I love working with who are ready to change and who are kind of looking at where their life is. And I always sort of say that a lot of my clients are people who on paper have it all, 
Um, mm. So, you know, maybe they have a great partner, a good job, maybe a family, they live in a nice place. Like on paper, they have it all, but they're not feeling great. And a lot mm. of the time it's, it's mostly the two things of they're not practicing enough gratitude or they're not practicing any gratitude and they're playing the comparison game. And, you mm. know, that kind of brings them down. And then the second thing is that the foods that they're eating aren't agreeing with their body and it's, it's evoking a reaction that's, you know, creating moody, you know, mood swings and, you know, discomfort and poor digestion and constipation and all of those things really affect your happiness. Um, so usually it's one of those two things, you know, and, and I do find that it's people who kind of, you know, yeah, life is good on paper, but not quite feeling how they want it to feel. Absolutely. So do you work with a lot of moms? I do. I work with a lot of moms. I have now pulled back from coaching. I've only got sort of two clients left and I'll occasionally take someone on who I've worked mm-hmm. with before um, just because I've got my my gratitude gang going on right now and I'm, I'm really pouring a lot of love and attention and energy into that and it's growing really beautifully. But at the moment with coaching, I have pulled back, but I did definitely attract a lot of moms. But, you know, like I've had clients who are 70 and I've had clients mm-hmm. who are, you know, 18. So, you know, it doesn't discriminate, I suppose, that that feeling of wanting better feelings, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that everyone listening, I mean, everyone that you talk to in life feels at one point or another, you know, it's like, is this it? Like, is, is there nothing more for me? Like, and I think a lot of that comes back to purpose and meaning. And so I definitely want to dive into the gratitude game because I feel like that is all about purpose and meaning. So talk to us about that. Totally. Totally. And you know what, that's why I started in the first place. I just felt like there were so many women who I was talking to in my coaching and also connecting with just online through Instagram. And they were basically saying, you know, and I found that it's very much like this with mums where they were like, you know, I love my child and I love being a mother, but what is it that is just for me? Mm-hmm. And for some people, purpose will be to raise strong children, to raise happy children, and that will be what fills them up. But for a lot of women, it's like, you know, we have the first 20 to 30 years of our life where we're learning to be independent, where we're making our own money, where, you know, it's not like it was 50 to 100 years ago where we're basically just kind of killing time until we become a wife and a mother. Now we kind of get a taste of living a purpose and and experimenting and being creative. And then we become a mum, and it's like that part of us can really get put to the side for a while. And I think a lot of mums are like, no, 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 I still want purpose. I want purpose. I want my own income. You know, like for me, I know that my husband was so generous and I didn't have to work when I started this, but I didn't also want to ask for money from him. I was like, Mm -hmm. I kind of just want to go and get my hair done and not have to be like, hey, I need like a couple of hundred dollars or, you know, whatever it might be that day or that week. And you know, he was, like I said, he was always so generous, but it was always for me that, that need to be independent and that need also to create. I think that as a parent, you know, if you are, if you are clever, you can create as a mother. But for me, I was like, there needs to be something that is not just about my kids. And so I found that a lot of mothers were telling me the same thing in my coaching practice. So, you know, the gratitude kind of, the gratitude gang kind of formed through, wanting to do that for women and give them the independence. And of course, in the gang, we have single moms who do this because they really need the independence. And then we have, you know, moms who are totally happy in their marriage and they're so completely content, but 
they want to live a purpose where they get to help people and they get to connect and inspire and empower and grow. And I think that both are just as important, you know, it's about filling up your cup in whatever way you can do that. Absolutely. I mean, and that's something that I talk about a ton is, you know, filling up your own cup first, making sure that you are content and happy and fulfilled in order to give anything to anybody else. I mean, that's the only time I feel like I can really be present with my family is if, you know, I've had a good meal and I've had a workout and I've done some meditation and then I can be like, I'm here, you know, like I'm here completely for you and what, you know, we've got going on right now. But if I don't, then I feel like these negative feelings creeping in. Like, like, I don't know, it's almost like resentment. And I, you know, and it's just, I feel like that's so, so many people's story, you know? And so I love that you're doing this and you're spreading awareness about this. Now, is it just in Australia or is it all over the world or where are you guys? We have people everywhere, which is actually kind of cool. We, um, we on the Gold Coast, we do what we call our gang hangs, which is when a bunch of the girls, we get together and we'll co-work or sometimes we just have self-love days where we connect and eat food and chat and do some journaling and angel cards. But, you know, um, last week they had one in another part of Australia where I'm not. Um, and a few months ago, I saw the girls in New Zealand had one and some of the girls in California were having one a couple of months ago too. And so it is really cool seeing it kind of spreading around the world. And we all connect, like we're all in a Facebook group together. You know, when you join the gang, you get the support of everyone worldwide, but sometimes it's just that in-person connection that you need to, you know? 100%. So for our listeners, you know, who want to start incorporating more gratitude into their lives, what's something that they can do today to kind of kickstart that? I mean, especially if they're at zero right now. Oh my gosh. If you're at zero, anything helps. Um, I, I always say it starts with awareness. So I think that first of all, taking like a moment, taking whether it's five minutes or whether it's an hour to kind of sit with yourself and be like, okay, why haven't I prioritized this? And where can it fit in? And maybe it's just every night journaling about, you know, what you're grateful for and three things that you're grateful for. But I really, when I tell people to do this, you know, I used to be I used to kind of do what I, what I call kind of surface gratitude. So it would be like, yeah, I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for dinner. And it was like, it didn't go deep at all. Whereas now I'm like, okay, it's got to be the things that bring me to tears. And even to the point that, you know, like I don't cry every time I'm journaling, but (laughs) to the point that if I really got deep enough, I think about it in such a way that it could very easily like break me down into tears, you know, like the love for my children mm-hmm. or, you know, the way I just long for my husband when he's not with me. Um, and even the things that aren't so good, you know, like the other day I fell down the stairs. It wasn't super serious. I'm bruised and I've oh. done something to my ankle, but I'm okay. Oh, but God. I was holding, I don't know, I'm totally fine, but I was holding my daughter. And, you know, when I was doing my meditation in the morning, I always go through my, my, you know, five to 10 things I'm grateful for from the day before. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really grateful for the fact that that happened. I was silly. We have timber floors. I was wearing socks going down the stairs. And I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful that she was super safe. She was in my arms and I was holding her really tight. And I'm really grateful that I got hurt and she didn't. And I'm really grateful that I'm not going to be stupid enough to wear socks down the timber stairs again. You know, Mm. so finding sometimes the good and even in the big things that seem to bring you down. If you can find the lesson and the blessing, Mm -hmm. I think that it does make it so much more powerful. So 
trying not to do surface gratitude because that, that doesn't help too much. It helps yeah, a little really bit. Important. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely not as powerful as when you really get deep into it, you know? I love that because I think, you know, so many people are like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this and nothing's changing. But when you do focus on stuff where there's emotion behind it, I think that you're right. It's just so much more powerful. Like, I think it raises you on another vibration. Yeah, for sure. And we even, um, you know, sometimes I've done exercises where you write a letter of gratitude to someone who's changed your life. And like you set a timer and you get 20 minutes and you have to write a letter of why they changed your life. But it's not to give to them. It's literally for you. And Mm -hmm. anytime I've done that exercise with different people that I'm thinking of, you know, whether it's my mom, whether it's my best friend, whether it's Hugh, whether it's the girls, you know, whether it's one of my mentors, if I sit for 20 minutes and just go and write down the things that they've done for me, I guarantee you, I, the emotions are so strong. The energy is so different Mm -hmm. to like five minutes of quickly writing it down. So just even every now and then giving yourself that space to have a bit of a ritual around that, I think is really clever. I love that. I love that. I'm totally going to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Tell me how you go. Tell me how you cry. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure I will. Um, (laughs) I'm more curious about you too. Like you are an entrepreneur. You're also a coach. I mean, you're doing all these beautiful things. How do you stay grounded and balanced as a mother? I don't most of the time. No, I, I try. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> I definitely try my hardest, but I do slip. I think that I'm very much the type, the personality type where I'm like, I just want to keep doing and growing. And, you know, it's almost like to serve is just built into me. So I can mm-hmm. very much get caught up in what other people need to thrive and forgetting about myself often. And, you know, even the other day I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine and she was like, are we okay? Cause I haven't heard from you. Wow. And I was like, I haven't been filling up my cup and my friendships are a, a big part of my cup, you know, like I was like, yeah, I've just been working so much. And sometimes it's like, you need that, you know, kind of slap down of like, okay, you're forgetting about people or, you know, you're, you're missing an area because I think as mums, so often we can be like, okay, I need to fill myself up for my kids or my husband, but there's so many other areas of our life as well. So I definitely get the wake up calls that I need often. Like when my friend was like, are you there? Like, where Mm -hmm. are we? But I think that the main thing for me is like, I know just to survive, like not even to thrive, just to survive, I need to be eating good food and I need to be getting outside and moving every day. And that's like the bare minimum. And then I know to thrive, it's like, okay, I need to be journaling. I need to be meditating every day. And I need to be seeing the people I love regularly, like daily having a date with someone who lights me up. So, you know, survive is the bare minimum. And so many people are barely surviving. Mm -hmm. But to thrive, I know that there are things I need to do. And when I'm onto it, I'm so good and onto it, but I definitely flip. And I think that I have to, to be a better coach, because if I don't have those moments of imperfection, then how can I relate to someone else when they are having those moments, you know? Oh, 100%. I mean, and you look at your Instagram and it's like, oh, she's so perfect and like, okay, beautiful. <laughs> so I love that you just shared that because I mean, that's real. It's real life. Like I 100% feel the same way. Like, you know, obviously working out is huge for me. You know, eating really good is huge for me, but you're right. It's like, 
I was just calling some friends last week, like, and it felt kind of strange, honestly, because it felt like Mm. I hadn't talked to them in so long and it almost was forced and I didn't want it to feel that way, but it had been so long. So I completely relate to that statement. And I think so many women, I mean, when you add in everything that's asked of us day in and day out, I mean, it's amazing that we're still functioning and, you know, doing everything that we need to do because it's just so much like my son has his first day of first grade tomorrow. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's just so much that even goes into that. And it's just, it's just, you know, I mean, it's an interesting life that we're all living these days. Yeah. There's, there's just so much, so much on. And that's why I kind of, you know, with the gratitude gang, that's my biggest mission is to empower women to bring their husbands home because I'm like, we can't do working mother life without our husbands being home too. And I'm like, there's Mm -hmm. such a great opportunity where we can work together as couples. And I don't know, to me, it just, it seems unnatural that our husbands, like we have our babies and for a lot of people, definitely not everyone, but for a lot of people, it's like, there's no choice, but your husband has to go to work at Mm -hmm. seven or eight in the morning and get home at six or seven at night and miss the most magical parts of being a father and being a partner. And then the weekends are all about the kids. And then so many people are getting divorced because we just Mm -hmm. don't see our significant others anymore. And I'm like, you know, so much has changed in the way that women are having, we have so many more choices now, but then something has to change in the responsibilities that we have. And so for us here, like, I don't think that our situation is conventional because, you know, my husband's home and like, we both, do laundry. We both clean dishes. We both work from home. Mm -hmm. We both bathing. Like we do everything. There's not like, no, that's the mom's job and that's dad's job. And we're both Mm -hmm. with the kids just as much as each other, but it totally works, you know, because you've always got someone that you can juggle with. Well, and I think too, like, I mean, personally for me, like it was a, it was a hard, situation when my, when my sons were first born, especially the first Mm. one, because it is such a shock. And then it's like, you feel like you're kind of doing everything because he's going off to work and then he gets home and then work to do once he gets home. And it's just, for me, it was like, what, like, what is going on? Like, this is too much. I went back to work so I can like, it, I don't know exactly know the answer for our listeners. Cause I know, you know, people mm. still have to pay bills and, you know, some people still have to go to conventional offices and things like that. But I wonder, I don't know, I'm already thinking like maybe you and Hugh could do something for couples to kind of help with this transition, because it seems like you guys really have it figured out well. Yeah, but it definitely took time. You know, I think like, you know, Hugh's been retired from corporate life for just over a year now you know, and it was four years before that of us working really in a different way, you know, him working full time and me really hustling my butt off. Like there were a lot of late nights Mm. (laughs) when, you know, the girls were asleep and there was a lot of sacrifice in that time to get him home. But I think it's, you know, for me, I just look at couples and I'm like, you've just got to be so in alignment with your values. And Mm. if your values are around family and health, And like for both of you as a couple, you know, looking at both of your values, like the man's values are family and health and he's working in a stressful job and not seeing his kids enough. Then it's, it's definitely just the conversation of like, you know, reevaluating what you're doing and figuring out if there's a better way. And maybe there is, but it might take time. It's not always going to be like, okay, well like next week, let's just start living this great life. (laughs) Like it can take years, but I think that it's knowing that it's worth it as well. And if that's what you want, because 
I know that for us, I was like, you know, I grew up with a dad who worked a lot and he Mm -hmm. openly regrets that. Like he now is the best grandpa to the girls and he's always around with them. And he says to me, he's like, I regret how much I worked and that I was gone Mm -hmm. at six in the morning and not home until eight o'clock at night. But I thought I needed to provide. And I said to Hugh from day one, I'm not having you be a dad if you're not going to be there. So we knew from the beginning we really wanted him home and we were like, it's going to take a while to figure it out. But we did because we kept working on it. You know, I think if you, you can only not do it if you give up. Oh, I love that. I love that statement. Oh, so good. Um, But no, and I love that you said that it took years and it took lots of hustle because so many people see the finished product and they're like, oh, well, Mm. she can be like that because that's just, you know, where she is now, but they don't realize how much it took to get to that point. So can you kind of take us back through those early years, those late night years? Look, I think, you know, for us, we knew something had to change, but for a long time, we didn't know how or what that was going to be. And when the gratitude project really started taking off, you know, that gave us a little bit of hope. And for Hugh, you know, we went through a really rough patch where I resented him working so much. I was like, you know, I basically in my head was like, you promised this was not the way it was going to be. And it's turning out to be exactly what you said we wouldn't do. And I had really high expectations on him, but I saw him going into the same rut that so many men do. Like they want to provide, they want to give you everything. And it's out of a place of love, but also so much fear of, you know, I can't, I have to be the best and I have to work the hardest because I want them to have holidays and homes and cars. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as women, we're just longing for them and time and, all of these things. And it wasn't until I dropped my expectations on him and stopped pressuring him that he actually had the space to be like, okay, I know what I want to do now. And Mm. he was able to sort of go, okay, yeah, health is important to me. And so he studied at integrative nutrition while he was still working. Um, and he wrote his book while he was still working. Wow! And as the gratitude project grew, you know, at the time I was working on it, two to three days while our first daughter was in daycare um, and then the evenings, but we kind of looked at it and we went, okay, well, if we did this full time, could it work? Mm. And we did the numbers. And again, it took a while and we saved and scrimped and put everything we could away. And then, you know, one day he just had a really bad day at work and he's like, we need to do this sooner. And we just did what it took. Like we just went, okay, what do we actually need to do? how do we need to pull back? What do we need to sacrifice? And we sacrificed a lot, you know, like we got rid of like, you know, little things like pay TV and eating out, but also like, you know, for the last probably two years, we've not really been super social. We don't, you know, go out to parties, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, we work a lot because for two years we were like, we would rather do this for two years or three years or four and have the life of our dreams for the, the rest of our time together or we can do it slower. So it was about sacrifice and it's, you know, there are times when it's painful, but I just kept thinking back to what it was like when he was working full time Mm -hmm. and when he wasn't home. And I was like, nothing is more painful than that. Nothing is more painful than sitting at home all day, longing for your husband to come home. And then he gets home and he's on the phone and he's emailing and he's talking to work and he's, you know, late again and dinner's cold and the kids are already in bed. And you know, and you've had a rough day and he's had a rough day. Like that is, that for me was my version of really like quite a painful relationship to be Mm. in. So as much as hard work is hard and we've been tired and we've done things we never thought we would do, we are so happy. And we put the kids to 
bed together every night and we cook together and we're working together. We're doing it all together the way that we wanted to when we first got married, you know? Oh my God, that is incredibly inspiring. Like seriously, (laughs) smiling from ear to ear because it's so true. Like that, I mean, that's kind of where I'm living right now. Like Sam, my husband is working like crazy. He just flew to tonight. And again, he gets home and he's on the phone emailing all night long. So it's like, man, I completely understand. And I love, you know, the story of that because I feel like it was so real, you know, like you did what you had to do. And one of our favorite things to do is eat out at amazing restaurants and order sushi and all of that. So I'm already like, okay, all right, I need to get serious about cutting back and doing what we need to to create more. I love it. I love it. And it's it's just about having a plan, you know, and it will change and it will shift and pivot and adapt and it won't go the way you wanted it to and then it will and you'll cry and you'll laugh and you'll do all the things but you know it's knowing what I think the main thing and so many people talk about this is just knowing what your values are and making sure you're living in alignment with them absolutely so inspirational so what do you want our listeners to know walking away from this this talk Look, I think, you know, because we've spoken so much about retiring husbands and, (laughs) you know, all of those things, I think I just want, if you could walk away with one thing, I would want you to know that you can do anything, whether you're listening to this as a single mom or married, or you're in a same sex couple or whatever it is, you literally can have whatever life you want. It's just, it's just deciding. I think first and foremost saying, okay, this is exactly how I want my life to be and what I want it to be making that decision and then, you know, coming together with either your partner or your children or whoever else is involved and, and really making something that works for all of you and just working towards it every single day. Um, and whether that's just, you know, I want my family to be healthier, you know, I think Mm -hmm. first and foremost, it's deciding that it's important and then having that conversation with your family, even if your kids are like four or five years old, I think you can still have a discussion where you're like, okay, this is why this is important to me you know, I really value health. I value vitality and I I want you kids to have the best start in life. Like how would you feel if we started making healthy swaps and getting everyone on board? Or if it's, you know, sitting your husband down and being like, right, we're retiring you five (laughs) years. How is this working? Or, Or whether it's just, you know, figuring out better anger management strategies if you're losing your temper with your kids, like whatever it is that you think you want to change, you can totally do it and I'll be everyone's biggest cheerleader for it. But, you know, I think the biggest killer of dreams is lack of belief. And so many people listening to this aren't doing what they want to do because they don't believe they can, but there's, I'm no different to anyone. I had no advantage coming into this. You know, I just worked my butt off because I really wanted it, you know? Oh, so good. So I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. Yes. Hit me. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Some people get really scared. So I love your response. (laughs) Um, Okay. Just fill in the blank here. The world needs. Gratitude. Mm, I believe in. Oh my God. So many things. I believe in people. Mm, I'm grateful for. The beautiful sunny day outside. I just took a beach walk and it was perfect. (laughs) I love that. Love is? Everything and all around. Love it. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Do you know what? Nothing. Because I feel like for me, for you, for listeners, everything happens in perfect timing. And Mm -hmm. I think that if I had known 
things earlier, maybe things wouldn't have panned out the way they did. I think that we all learn our lessons when we learn them for a reason and it's having that trust in that. So I don't know. I kind of feel like if I, if I knew things earlier, maybe things wouldn't have panned out the way they have because as much as it's all perfectly imperfect right now, I, I don't think I would change it. Oh, I love that. So good. So if people want to work with you or check out the Gratitude Gang, how can they find you? Head to my website, just go into Google and type in the Gratitude Project and you will find me um, or Instagram and gratitude underscore project. Um, That's probably where I hang out the most is my website and Instagram. (laughs) No, this is amazing. It kind of went in a way I didn't expect, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I think... Totally. I was like ready to talk about my kids (laughs) and mothering and I'm like, I like the way this went. I loved it. We got deep. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's been so good. So good to talk to you. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you love this episode with Angela. I had so much fun speaking with her. She is such a light in the world. Um, And if you haven't already, please go check her out on Instagram at gratitude underscore project. Her content is gorgeous. It looks like it's out of a magazine, but she's also really authentic and real, which really is like the key to my heart. If you're that way in the world, I love you and adore you. Um, and if you love this episode, please don't hesitate. Share it with a friend. Press those three dots on Apple Podcasts, and you can share it via text message or email. Honestly, that's how the show has grown so much and how it grows so much each week. It's just by people sharing it and talking about it on social media. So tag me in your social media Insta stories, and I'll share that on my stories, and we'll just keep this going and blossoming. Um, also, if you haven't left a review yet, please do so. It does so much for the ratings and so much for visibility for the show. So I would really honestly appreciate that. Um, And who knows, maybe I'll read your review on the next intro. You never know. Till next time, guys. See ya. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Motherhood Unstress CBD Supplements. These are the supplements that are going to help you battle stress and anxiety in a natural way that's going to make you feel grounded and calm and ready to take on the day. I'd also like to thank our sponsor for Sigmatic. These are the medicinal mushrooms. I add them to my coffee every single morning. I never miss a morning and I feel amazing all day long. Cordyceps are amazing for energy and sex drive. The chaga is amazing for immunity and the reishi is amazing for sleep. So if I wanna be able to sleep at night, I just add it to my tea and I'm good to go. Um, I also like to thank the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. This is the school that I went to. I can't, I really can't thank them enough. I mean, going to that school absolutely changed the course of my life. Like I already was super interested in health and wellness before joining. I think that's a pretty normal thing for a student and why they would want to join. But what I learned ended up opening my mind in so many different ways and also gave me a really intense business acumen. So learning about business and marketing through them also was incredibly helpful and is really The reason why I'm doing all the things that I'm doing now is because I was exposed to amazing teachers and and I had the support there that I needed. So if you're interested in checking them out, head on over to my website. I've got a sample class you can look at. I've got a sample curriculum. And if you do end up on a discovery call with IAN, mention my name, Elizabeth Carlisle, and you will get almost $1,000 off, if not more, uh, from your tuition. Um, They work a lot with affiliates and referrals. So Let me be that for you and save you some money and help you on your path to learning more about health and wellness and then being able to create a ripple effect in the lives of others.